episode of the Hunt Lift Eat podcast. This is take two uh, of today's or this week's episode. We had Justin Everly from Joe Outdoors on as a co-host and he was having some technical difficulties which kind of tanked our first recording. So this should be even better. Uh, we're here this week with our newest brand partner, Hunt Wallet. Uh, these guys have a product that immediately caught my eye uh, when I was at Western Hunt Fest in Bailey, Colorado this year. It's an application that's built for hunt planning. It can be used for event and expo planning from kind of our neck or our you know perspective on things. And I saw that and was like, this is going to make my life significantly easier. So immediately walked over, started chewing the fat with the guys and it just felt right, felt like the, the right type of dudes. And so uh, we decided to start working together doing some collaboration stuff and stoked to have them on the podcast matt and d'angelo how's it going boys going well going well thanks for absolutely having us. i appreciate your yeah, patience absolutely. as we have to record this you know we were probably 15 minutes in on the last one and had to restart but we'll just kind of hit it again and we'll start with you matt let's get some kind of background your journey into hunting uh, and then how that kind of led you into the inception of hunt wallet and then do the same with you right after d'angelo yeah, absolutely. So, <clears throat> um, born and raised in Colorado, uh, went to the University of Colorado, uh, but didn't grow up hunting. Um, uh, I moved away shortly after graduating and lived outside of Colorado for almost 15 years and then moved back, uh, you know, not too long before the pandemic. Um, but when I got back into town, um, you know, I'd I'd known D'Angelo through our third co-founder, Steve, uh, and Steve and I grew up together here in Colorado. And uh, Steve's been a lifelong hunter. Uh, and when I got back, uh, he and D'Angelo uh, were like, hey, man, you, you, you should get into hunting. You should uh, do this. You, you enjoy so much about or, or what hunting is about, whether it's being outdoors, hiking, camping, fitness, taking on a challenge, you know, sharing time in the woods with, with friends. Um, I think you'd really enjoy this. And so, um, I didn't initially bite, but, um, they were pretty good at, at, at staying on me about it. And, uh, eventually I, I said, all right, let's do it. And, uh, so they got me into archery hunting to start. Uh, and, um, you know, I, I immediately enjoyed, kind of the the well taking on a completely new world or or inserting myself in a completely new world on the hunting side something i was really unfamiliar with and i think all of us as hunters understand um how the perception of hunting is really quite different than what hunting really is or at least that's that was the case for me as an as an outsider i was never anti hunting. It's not like I didn't like hunting or had a, had a problem with it. I just didn't, I wasn't in it, didn't know it, didn't understand it. So actually getting into it and really understanding what went into it. And, and, you know, I'm speaking to Western hunting because that's what I've had the opportunity to do thus far. So, but everything that kind of went into, into learning and, and inserting myself into this new world was really enjoyable, exciting, challenging, uh, and still continues to be. Uh, so anyways, um, I've been hunting for about four years now. Um, I have only archery hunted so far last year. I, I did draw a rifle deer tag, but, um, my, my truck was broken into, 
uh, a couple of weeks before the hunt. Uh, unfortunately, I had to turn in my tags. So that was a bummer. But hopefully this year um, I'll get out there for that first rifle hunt. Um, but yeah, that's my journey into hunting um, on you know professional side. Uh, my background's in sales, marketing, project management. Uh, but right before we decided to go down the path with Hunt Wallet, uh, I was actually working on a resort project. And one of my, uh, one of the things I was leading was the development of their uh, proprietary app for the resort. So it was a new resort, new resort brand, and therefore a brand new app being built from the ground up. So I've had the benefit of um, being able to apply a lot of what I had learned and observed through that experience uh, here with uh, developing uh, Hunt Wallet. And so... Uh, with that being said, I'll, I'll turn it over to D'Angelo. Appreciate it. Um, D'Angelo Wilkinson, I am originally from Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, I grew up fishing um, out in the desert, wherever we could find a watering hole. Um, I did not grow up hunting. I uh, came out to Colorado to play football at Colorado State. Um, probably, what was that, 16 years ago? Um, and that's where I met Steve and um, he'd always try to get me out in the woods and I never bit. And, you know, now that I am into hunting, I'm kicking myself that I didn't take him up on that when when I was younger and more a lot more fit and probably in better shape than I am now. Um, my wife and I got married in 2013 and we moved to New Zealand for a couple years, um, which is another reason I'm kicking myself that I wasn't hunting because I was living in New Zealand and probably had a chance to go and hunt some stag and just just was not on my radar um, and then came back to the states ended up getting my hunter education and um, Steve went out with Steve on my first um, big game uh, bull bull um, elk hunt which was awesome and from that moment I've been hooked um, I, um, since then I've, you know, hunted all big game, not all big game, but mostly big game. I've done some mostly Western hunting. I've done some, um, you know, tree stand hunting back East. Um, just now getting into some pheasant hunting, which is an absolute blast. Um, so yeah, that's, I mean, in a nutshell, I've been hunting for about seven years and absolutely love it. And then from a you know professional standpoint, my background's in sales and marketing. So um, but both of us, Matt and myself, including Steve, are um, three non-technical guys that decided to go out and start a uh, an application, which has been a um, a incredible, incredible journey. We'll just say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, continues to be an incredible journey if we yes. want to go. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we were talking earlier. We just dropped our team app uh, for the Hunt Lift team. And so on a much lesser scale, because we don't actually own the tech, I understand the little bit insight into the what that looks like. And just it's, it's frustrating. Technology never works in the right way. There's always issues and bugs and you're always troubleshooting or trying to reach out to the dev guys and be like, hey, what's going on? And it's just... It's a, it's a journey. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So let's like, you know, roll back to the start. You know, what was that aha moment where you were like, man, we can, we can fix this problem with, with this application. We need to have this product. What, what did that look like for you guys? Yeah. Um, like I said, I started hunting back in 2016 
um, by like 2020, yeah, 2020, I was sitting in a living room watching a Randy Newberg Fresh Tracks video, and he was out in Arizona hunting um, bulls, bull elk, um, bull elk, and those elk were massive. Um, anybody that knows about you know hunting in Arizona, hunting elk in Arizona, they know like Fishing Game does a really awesome job managing the herd out there, um, some giants. And I felt that I was at a point where I wanted to start accumulating points for um, hunting out in Arizona. And so I went and created an account on the fishing game website, ended up um, applying for a point in Arizona, which ironically enough was 24 hours before the deadline. Um, and when I did that, this light bulb kind of went off and I was like, OK, well, how am I going to organize or manage um what I'm applying for and where I'm applying. So at that point I had been, you know, accumulating points for sheep in Colorado, antelope in Colorado, um, elk in Colorado, deer in Colorado. Um, and now I'm adding elk in Arizona and I knew that that would only grow. So um, I started to put it in a spreadsheet and real rather quickly, I was like, no, nah, there's gotta be a better way. And I went and searched, um, the web to see if there were any other utilities within the hunting space that kind of helped solve that pain point. And um, there wasn't. And so I started doing some um, wireframes, which are basically some low develop, low, low fidelity mockups to help sort of prove a concept. And once I had those, I went to Matt and Steve um, and asked them if, uh, asked them, gathered their thoughts and asked them um, if they wanted to join and sort of be a part of um, the journey and help grow this thing. So it started as an application and preference point tracking tool. And since then, it's sort of it's morphed into um, morphed into a, a place to house, you know, all of the gear that you may have a place to keep track of what you want to buy. Um, there's always the new shiny gear piece of gear that we think is going to help us be a better hunter. Um, it's, it's grown to help us, um, grown to help us create gear lists and, and plan for hunts and create those, um, task lists to make sure that we don't forget things prior to getting out in the field and not only doing that, but adding that collabor collaborative, um, aspect to it as well. So being able to do that with your, um, with your, your friends and your hunting buddies. Yeah, that was a big part that, that I really liked and. One, it's the one-stop shop, like you said. Like you can have all the spreadsheets in the world, but Excel gets really old really quickly. And then having it and the ability to seamlessly just like include a buddy into that hunt and build that hunt group and the task. I mean, every aspect of it's just very well thought out, and it makes a fairly seamless, you know, flow from inception from your applications to like drawing the tag to planning the hunt. Like everything just flows really well within the, the application itself, which I really like. You, know, you mentioned that it started off as one, one thing. Did you guys do, run a version one that was only for applications? And then you just added to it, or was this why you guys were like mapping it out? You were like, "Wait, we need to add more features to this because there's so much more we can do." Yeah, we just um, we went about it like your average <laughs> non-technical person would, which is, "Oh, this would be cool. Oh, this would be cool. Oh, you know what else would be cool? This would be cool." And all of a sudden, we had this. I mean, cool, but much larger uh, thing than we had endeavored. And um, so I wish we could say that it was like this 
very thoughtful, uh, meticulous data driven rollout. Uh, but really it was just, I think our excitement based on our experience as hunters and what we thought we could add and continually add to keep on making it a more useful and a more valuable tool. And to be completely transparent, I mean, I'd say we are maybe one quarter of the way through our feature roadmap of all the things that we put in that we, that we want Hunt Wallet to include. Uh, and that doesn't mean that all of those are huge, you know, like massive earth shattering features. Um, some of it is uh, optimization. Some of it is some stuff around the edges, but like, even though this is much more than we started out with or conceptualizing, it's still not even, you know, close to what we have always had in our head as a quote unquote V1 or version one. That's awesome. And I'm excited. You know, we've, we've talked offline about a couple you know, like features you guys are looking at, which I think will be huge uh, going forward, but let's, let's kind of roll into just for our listeners, uh, just, practical application for how you would, you know, employ this kind of take us from like start to finish. Like guy gets on, downloads the app, they create their account. You know, what, what is, what's like that first step go through kind of the gear locker, the builds, just kind of like take us through what that would, that rundown would, would look like. Why don't you guys take that one D? Um, I, so that's a really uh, great, you know, call out question. Um, I, Initially, you know, my my um, what I would say is you build out your profile. Um, we mentioned that there's somewhat of a social aspect being able to plan these hunts um, with with your your hunting buddy. So, you know, I'd start there. We have like a little profile section to sort of build that out, add like a profile photo, add like a background photo, put your years of hunting experience add like a, um, a, a username and things of that nature. And then from there, it really is based on, um, you know, where you are in the season. So if you're in application season, I'd say jump into the application portion of the app. Um, input, you know, where you intend to apply to, um, you know, the dates associated with those. Um, the benefit of doing that is we send out push notifications a week before the deadlines and a week and 24 hours before the deadlines. Um, you're also able to keep track of how much it's going to cost um, you to apply. So it gives you that you know, the true cost of hunting. Um, I know some of us may not want our wives to see that, but um, it, I mean, if we want to be, you know, a bit more fiscally responsible, it gives you the data points of, you know, how much is this going to gonna cost me? Um, and then from there, um, you can you know, hop right over into points and add your, add the preference points that you may have um, in the various states or, you know, if you hunt one state in, in that one state. Um, and then, from there, I mean, you can go multiple ways. It's like that those goosebump books where you can have multiple, you can choose different routes or whatever. Um, you know, the sexy part is of hunting is the gear, um, going into the gear locker and effectively adding everything that you may have in your basement or in your garage and adding and cataloging that. Um, the benefit of doing that is it gives you a a list or a view of everything that you may have, you know, for me, that was kind of eye opening because, you know, I emptied all my bins out and I was like, whoa, I got like three of these. I got 
um, 10 of these helps me to downsize or, you know, my help me to understand like, hey, my boot laces are um, old. I need to get new boot laces and things like that. So um, that that helped me in that aspect. And then the other benefit of that is when you go to start building out the hunts, it we make it seamless and easy to import those items from your gear locker into a specific hunt. Right. Um, so I so to kind of recap, I would, you know, go from, you know, the profile, build out your profile, um, depending on if you're an absent tag season, you know, do your absent tags, lo- upload, get your preference points built in there, um, catalog your gear and then, you know, go into the hunt planning. Um, if you're in hunt planning, I'd say um, maybe not, you know, maybe focus on absent tags last, build out your gear locker, um, build out the hunts that you're, you're planning on going on and then go into the app, into your hunts and build out your, um, your gear lists and your, the task list of the things that you need to get done for those individual hunts. And then on top of that, it's, um, getting your friends in the application because that's the, the cool part is being able to collaborate with your buddies and, um, to make sure that you guys aren't bringing too many items to make sure that you're not forgetting anything um, to bring anything. And um, we all got that buddy in the group that just doesn't do what he needs, he or she needs to do um, prior to getting out in the field and um, starting to, you know, build out those task lists. So, I mean, different strokes for different folks. I think it all depends on where we are in the, the hunt planning phase. Yeah. And I would just to, expand on a little bit of what D'Angelo said, the gear locker, which is your catalog of all your gear items. It's both the, the feature that requires the most work by a user up front when they're, they're setting up their app. Um, but it, it's also like the most useful fulfilling feature, or you could make an argument as the most useful or fulfilling feature in the app. Once you have it, all your gear in there, like he was saying how quick it is to build custom gear lists for any hunt, for any scouting trip, for any, like we have plenty of people who use it for non-hunting activities. Cause if something requires gear uh, tasks and or important dates or deadlines, you know, hunt wallet accommodates and solves for the planning and organizing of that activity. So like, I plan my ski and snowboarding trips with it. I've planned the 14ers I've hiked uh, here in Colorado this year with it. Um, we have users that plan that use it for planning and organizing, organizing their fishing, um, camping, backpacking, road tripping. D'Angelo, I guess you'll appreciate this. Luke D'Angelo uses it to plan his uh, his daughter's birth or you know going to the hospital and, and everything that comes along with doing that. So. Um, once all of that is in your gear locker and you can so quickly and, and easily build out those gear lists, um, that's where a lot of the enjoyment and the fulfillment, I, I believe personally in my own use has come from. Yeah. The gear locker piece is really cool. Cause you know, when we were talking about that on the front end at, at Western hunt fest, I was like, that'd be perfect. Cause I have tough boxes full of shit that I should just inventory anyways and then go through and then you can actually have the visual and see and then track the life cycle of that gear because that's something that I I haven't actually really heard many people talk about is life cycling your gear to understand like how 
long it is. You know, even stuff from like silver nylon tarps, like they need to periodically, the seams need to be sealed and you can track and know, you know, the dates on some of that stuff and have it in a place that's all one-stop shop. Um, just anything else that, that deteriorates over time, knowing, you know, the age of it, boot laces, you know, boot just laces. things that are easy to overlook. There's little details that you can really capture and track uh, via the platform, I think is really cool. And then the utility of it for stuff outside of hunts, you know, we're going to use it uh, here at Hunt Lift Eat for our, when we go to events and expos and we're going to have our, our pack outs and then depending on the type, are we indoor, outdoor, are we running a 10 by 10, 10 by 20, you know, we can have all of our different loadouts pre-built within there with a to-do list, task list based on the personnel that are going, you know, I saw it from that aspect too. I was like, man, this is, this is huge. Like it's going to make life a lot easier. And, and then we, <laughs> we've done several events at this point and uh, we definitely know the guys that are in our crew that are the ones that either forget everything or they're just so disorganized when they are packing. Uh, so uh, I've been there in the past as well. And, uh, but we definitely have a couple guys that are going to need that need the checklist. And I'm going to be checking to make sure they check the boxes before some over hunts this fall. Cause you know, that that's a really cool aspect too, is it's that the collaborative nature, which it, it lends itself to like, it's not a, it's not a you know media platform, but it, it does have that, like you, you pull in your hunting group and then you can have multiple hunting groups based on the specific hunt. I really like that aspect of it. One one thing I I think is worthwhile uh, pointing out is that all of this, everything that you put into the app, it then gets archived and then it's in there forever. So if you come back next year and you look at your elk hunt, you know, your Colorado archery elk hunt, you can see, you can go back and you can look at that gear list. You can go back, you can look at that, uh, that task list. You can go back and look at your apps and tags. You can... Uh, as more features get built out, you'll have that ability. We'll be releasing notes pretty soon. You'll go back, you'll be able to go back and look at the notes from, from a hunt or gear tasks or so forth. All of that lives there, uh, in your hunt wallet account, and you can continually go back further and further each successive, uh, season that you get through. So I think it's really helpful and beneficial to have, again, this one single source of truth. Um, where you know you can go back and you can see, you can get all of this data on on your hunts. You can get all these insights. You can use it to be more effective each each go around. Yeah, I really am excited. We talked about it at Western, but about that notes feature, because I'm a big lessons learned guy. I hate making the same mistake twice, which I do a lot, uh, it seems like. And, you know, with the events, you know, we Garrett, who's our event guy, uh, every time we would be at a new one, we're like, we talked about this last time and we like, we didn't capture, we didn't do it. You know, we need to, we need to get better. Uh, and then definitely on hunts. Cause you, there's no time like being in the middle of the hunt to sit there and be like, no, like I'm not doing this again. Or like, I need this, I need to upgrade gear here. And then you put that note in there and be like, like these boots suck new boots. And just so you, you have that idea captured while it's fresh, while you're living it. And then you can go back and reference it when you start planning for those next years. And I think that that, that aspect is really big because we talk about that. Carter and I just did a uh, one of our Tuesday tips episodes was on like learning, learning from failure. And if you don't capture those mistakes and those lessons learned, like you're not going to get better across the board in every aspect. And so you've got to continuously improve. And then having that the same collaborative nature, it's like, you know, if you've got the same kind of crew, I think it'd be really cool as you just get on a call, like a Zoom call or FaceTime or whatever prior to. And you're like, all right, everybody, like pull out your notes from last year. 
let's talk through some of these lessons learned and like let's let's keep collaborate pull all that information in and now let's build a we'll have a better camp we'll have a better you know experience that one guy that packs way too heavy like all right we're, we're weighing we're weighing little timmy's rock like come here buddy like let's make sure you're not packing two fists of whiskey mm -hmm. and you're like whatever you know so i i love i really do love the application i'm extremely excited to uh to utilize it this fall so yeah what uh you know what are some tips that you would give guys you know as it applies to leveraging the app but then also for just general hunt planning knowledge right like especially some of our listeners are East coast and they, they haven't done that Western hunt, you know, where would you, when they start looking at gear and we don't have to go down the whole rabbit hole of gear, but just in general, some like wave top, good level or good tips for, for somebody who might be planning their first Western hunt. Um, well, here's a good one for this year specifically. And I, I think we even just talked about this at Western hunt fest, but maybe not, you know, you and I specifically, but you know, the, uh, e-scouting has gotten huge and it's a awesome tool, especially when you're coming from out of town, especially when you can't put boots on the ground until you're actually out here for the hunt. Um, in Colorado specifically, we've gotten so much rain and we've gotten so much snowfall that a lot of those roads aren't going to be there this year that are showing up on those maps. I mean, the, the, a lot of the maps data, the, the underlying data that these, these maps tools are using there, it's not updated daily or weekly or monthly. Sometimes it's updated on an annual or multi multi-year basis. So, um, that's where leveraging those, uh, those wildlife, uh, department of wildlife resources, giving a call to game wardens, giving a call to, um, anybody, let's say for Colorado, specifically the department of Colorado department of wildlife, those folks love, uh, they love talking to people. Every time we've called, they've been like, they just want to share information and it's always been super helpful regardless of what we've been calling to talk with them about. So that's one, you know, just being kind of hyper local to Colorado, at least, though I would imagine it's the same for Utah. They got more snowfall than we did. I know flooding has been an issue for them uh, this spring. I would imagine it's probably the case with, with several other, at least Western states. So that'd be a good one for this year, just to kind of make a note of that. Um, the On gear, speaking for myself, I've had a lot of success with gear that isn't necessarily quote unquote hunting gear or hunting brands. Um, I, you know, I've got some outdoor research stuff that I absolutely love. I've got some piranha, uh, pants, which I, you know, it's a, it's a yoga brand, I think at the end of the day, or at least, you know, what they build themselves at, but like for early season hunts, when you don't need an insulated and it, and if you're a solids person, right, if you're looking for a pattern, obviously it's not going to work. If you're a solids person. Like I've found some really killer gear and, and oftentimes like found it at discount rates, uh, especially because they don't follow hunting seasons, right? Like your average hunting brand is probably not going to put a lot of gear on sale July, August, September, cause that's prime buying time. Um, but like an outdoor research 
a Piranha, a Mount Hardware, some of those, you may able you may be able to get like a really good deal and get really really high quality gear that um, you can use and 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 save yourself some dollars. Be able to throw that to something maybe you have on your wish list or you know bank it for for something else that you need or or just save it in general. So you know I know D'Angelo has has got some of his own kind of nuggets of wisdom and, and things to share, but those would be my two big ones, at least right out of the gate. Yeah. Um, definitely know why he shared that, you know, check the, check the roads and call the division of wildlife. We got into an area last year, um, our area last year, and we were showing up. Um, we went to drive in the day, the, that morning of, so we could start hiking in the dark and, we were derailed because the road was closed. So we got set back two hours, weren't able to get in um, when when we wanted to. So I, I, I definitely empathize and understand that one. Um, the other one is, you know, Max sort of mentioned like the wish list and, you know, getting the gear. Um, now is absolutely the time to be getting gear. Um, don't wait until um, August and <laughs> beginning of September 1 to, to purchase gear. Um, for a couple of reasons, right? Like we're still having supply chain issues. Um, and last thing you want is to go to a store thinking you're going to be able to get something and you're not able to get it. Um, and now from a, your psyche's messed up before you even go out in the field. Um, another reason is you don't want to be opening something up and testing it <laughs> right before you're on the trailhead. Buy those things now and go out into the field and test them and figure out how they work. Um, so you can get comfortable comfortable with that gear. Um, and then another one for me, which has been super helpful is if it pops up in your mind, put it in the app or whatever your system is right now. Um, just get it out of your mind and get it onto paper. Um, because just life happens. Um, we've all, most of us have families. Most of, most of us have other responsibilities outside of hunting. And um, there's nothing like forgetting to do something or scrambling to to get those things done prior to going out in the field. You want to have like a clear mind and be as confident as possible when you're about to go on a grind of a of a hunt. You know, it's funny. I thought for sure you were going to touch on one that I know has been incredibly helpful for you, D'Angelo, which is when you have and this this is inclusive of apps and tags but let's you know let i mean we'll we'll we're out of that season for the most part so um but having that full accounting of what it's going to cost you so you know if you have all the the items in your wish list and and within this wish list for anyone who's not who hasn't seen the app um you have the ability that to enter in the cost there and then it keeps a running total for you so you kind of have a a really easy way to kind of look in and see, okay, of these things that I want or I need, you know, what does each one cost individually? And then collectively, if I were to get all of those, how much is it going to cost? And then where I know that it's been very valuable for you, D'Angelo, um, is that you're able to take a look at that on more of a long, on a longer time horizon mm -hmm. and amortize that across like three or four months instead of having that, that big lump sum of charges, say in August, mm -hmm. um, which cause you 
heartburn, which causes your wife heartburn, which causes your bank account heartburn, like all of those things. And I know that's like in one sense as a geography lesson, like you're just kind of moving costs around, but it is so much easier to budget for your household, to budget just in general, when you can say, I need to spend, you know, $500 each month for the four months leading up instead of, uh, shit, I got to spend $2,000 this month to get all these things on this list. So again, we are a planning and organizing app. So obviously we're going to put a little bit of emphasis on really planning ahead on some of these things. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. And I, you know, rolling back to Angela, what you're talking about with gear testing, I think it applies to like your systems too. So like this app, for instance, I'm doing a sometime in August, ideally we'll see, we're still <laughs> figuring out this baby situation, but you know, I'm trying to go on a, a couple of scouting trips uh, for the, the upcoming season. And so what I want to do is test the, my ability to plan through the app, build up my list, everything I would, just like it was the hunt pack the gear, take the gear, you know, especially anything that I have that's new, but basically my same loadout that I would for that specific hunt, even if I don't need it, right. Because of mm-hmm. the time of the year going in August versus going, I have a fourth uh, rifle uh, hunt this year. So it's a lot late, later season, but I want to bring all my gear. because when I want to make sure my, my ass can carry the extra weight with the, the, the cold weather gear and everything. But then that way you can get up there. Now I can refine mm-hmm. my systems, refine my pack out. You know, is there anything in there that I probably didn't need? I'm really big. And I've talked about it a bunch on this podcast, but it's like finishing that hunt or that scouting trip, lean, laying your gear out again. And then like looking at what did you use? Did you not use? Cause I have a propensity, propensity. I can't talk to overpack. That's usually what I do. I'm the guy that's like, got to be prepared. You know, mm-hmm. one is none, two is one type thing. And that's fine if you're hunting out of the truck, but if you're hunting on a, out of, off your back, that gets pretty miserable very quickly. And so having, you know, a tool to be able to track and then go back and really visually, you can look and be like, I didn't use this, didn't use this, didn't use this. I like that idea too. And I'm looking forward to getting to play with that this fall or even, you know, in a couple of weeks and then applying that, that tactic that I already used by visually look, inspecting my gear. I can do the same thing just through my phone now. And then, you know, have an idea and mm-hmm. kind of track what I used and what I did. And I, I think that'll be really cool. For sure. I, uh, I'm envisioning you in August in all of <laughs> just your wear- four season rifle gear. <laughs> and I will be severely disappointed if that doesn't just turn wearing out to be my the full, my <laughs> marshmallow suit, full puffies and with winter boots. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I'm, I run very hot, so I don't need much until I get static anyways. Like it'll be zero degrees outside and I'll start walking in a base layer and uninsulated pants and boots because I sweat when it's cold out the second I start moving. But no, I, I think, sorry. You sound, you sound like Steve, our, our third co-founder. He's uh, he's comfortable up until about 63 degrees. And then after that, it's <laughs> you would have thought he just got dropped off and Arizona and I feel like with Colorado right now we're in Arizona in June I think it's like 97 right now out there it's ridiculous it's getting brutal yeah. but no I we're, we're in July I guess but I don't even know what month it is you have a baby on the way it all just runs together <laughs> you guys know <laughs> yeah oh, you'll yeah. be a tired yeah. hunter was, that's for sure I was going through the mapping it out with with my wife the other day and she's just like I mean she's I'm very lucky I hit the lottery she and She's very supportive of my hunting, but I can definitely tell she's like, oh, you're going to go do these trips and I'm going to have a, I'm going to have two under two. So 
Mm -hmm. And so while you're on that topic, um, you know, that's another thing that we have not even touched on. So like um, there's multiple places within the app. So you have like your home screen where you can view all your hunts. It gives you like a countdown of, you know, when that particular hunt's going to start. Um, which does a lot of things. It has some extra motivation to, you know, be doing the things that you need to to prepare for the hunt. Um, but it also gives you like a little snapshot of what's what's coming up. Um, we also have the ability to view that. We have like a calendar section within the app, so you can view um, the hunts that you're about to go on, um, um, the tasks and stuff that are due. And um, we're talking about wives and you know planning things out. Um, that's something you can, you know, share like a screenshot or something like that with your wife and say, like, these are the dates that I'm going to be gone, or these are the dates that I'm looking to be gone, make it more of a collaborative approach rather than being a dictator about it. Yeah, that's a great point. And the, the interface is really cool. And I like that because I built out, I haven't built up my gear list yet, but I have all my hunts. And so just like one stop shop. And when I'm thinking about stuff and like, I always forget, I'm the worst at forgetting when those exact dates are, especially like Colorado's a pain in the ass. Cause like you've got so many different seasons and they always yeah. like start on a Wednesday and end on a Tuesday or some random shit. It makes no, no real sense to the way my brain works. I'm very like needs to start on in a linear fashion. And so I really like that, that I can quick reference, pull up those dates and then have it, you know, there for that plan. And that's really what this, this is. It's just an organization tool and it's a one-stop shop and, I'm not the most organized guy naturally. I try to like prepare and plan, but I end up throwing stuff in my bag last minute. I end up doing all this stuff. Like, you know, life gets in the way. You got kids, jobs. I, I'm like you guys, right? We all have multiple jobs because we're gluttons for punishment and just keep adding stuff. And so the, the hunting, <laughs> I, I, I tell folks, like I've got, built a hunting company and I hunt less or I hunt more sporadically than I did beforehand. You know, and you guys probably feel that too. So it's having something that just, builds efficiency into my schedule and my planning is, is huge. And so I didn't think it's a really, really cool product. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm very excited to hear kind of how these, the, the scouting trips go for you and how these industry events go for you building it or planning it and organizing through the app. And, you know, we've, we're, we launched about a year and a half ago uh, with iOS and web and then, about a year ago and with Android. So, and then prior to that, we had two seasons effectively with our own testing uh, with the app as we were building it. So we've got some time in it um, and we've got some, some usage, some data. Uh, we've got people that have been in it for a few seasons, you know, some, some customers, some users. Uh, but on the flip side, like we are still, very much excited and interested in getting feedback from all of our users, um, from anybody who's in the app, you know, you, your team, uh, the, the people, the members that you have that get into it. And then, you know, if anybody's listening, who's listening to this ends up checking it out, I try to make a point of emailing each person who, who signs up and just saying, Hey, you know, first of all, thanking them for, for checking out the app, but also like seriously ask questions or make suggestions or give us feedback because as a younger business, as a younger tool, as like I said, we still have a ton of, of development on the roadmap. Like getting that feedback is just, it's so, so incredibly valuable. Um, 
Sometimes it validates things we've already thought of. Sometimes it reveals blind spots. Um, both of those are, you know, probably the blind spots are probably even more valuable than the reinforcing what we've, we've already thought. Um, so I'm excited to, to get your feedback. And, and I know through our, our short or young relationship, like I know I'm going to get very honest feedback. <laughs> and uh, so I'm looking forward to that. I, at least I believe I'm pretty I direct and um, upfront. That's that's a good call. Yeah, I'll I'll be nice, but I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah. So I'm, <laughs> it's like, uh, so yeah. I mean, we've had that discussion internally, D'Angelo and Steve and I, after we met you guys, and we've kind of gone down this path with you. But we've all agreed, like how how uh, how great it will be just to even get y'all's feedback on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm like I said, you know, I've been kind of singing its praises and like I haven't gotten to use it yet in the field, which I'm, I'm excited about. So I think that the tool is definitely there. I think there's like with anything, there's always a ton of room for improvement. And what for based on our conversations, the roadmap you guys have, and I don't even know all that many details, just what we have talked about. I think you guys nailed it. You know, the ability to transfer, you know, your packet list from the previous year and then notes and like just that just that alone is going to be huge because it just allows the tinkering and the tweaking and then knowing you know your your gear options and i see that as being huge because i'm guessing i'm not the only person that is a little disorganized and they might have too much gear you know but I, i'm a big imp sometimes i'm an impulse guy i'm like ah yeah you know i'm gonna i'm i'm at i'm at shields now i might as well go ahead and get three more canisters and then you get home and you realize you got like 20 half half canisters you're like i probably didn't need to buy these and then just, they go up on the shelf and do it every year mm -hmm. even like building out you know i, I want to use it for uh ammunition management like how many boxes i have like after the disaster that we had during covid where you couldn't find you know i was paying way too much for boxes of all my hunting calibers now being able to track and know and have an idea so when you're out at the store or you're out wherever you can look real quick check your inventory levels on the stuff that like you're uh your consumables, you know, and even, even like meals, like how yep. many free dries meals do I have? Like, do I need to put another order? I don't know. It's just a nice way without having to go through your shit, pull out the toads, pull out the tubs every single time. And it's going to help with some heartburn uh, as the season gets closer. I think it's going to allow me to, to really see out further than because nobody, you know, you get your garage clean. You don't want to go pull out every time I have to, I come from a hunt or do a hunt. It looks like an atomic bomb went off everywhere. you know. So, I've I've got a I've got a couple good ones that I've that I've had my own in my own experience relating to what you're you're talking about. You're at a, you're at Shields. You're at the the gear um, shop. You're at the archery shop. You're at the whatever shop. Um, I wear different sizes shoes in different brands. Like so, <clears throat> sometimes I'm ten, sometimes a ten and a half. I've used my app. I've gone in and I've looked at my Hanwags in there to know what my size was because I was at a shop and I was, I think they had a deal. It was like a screaming deal. And I was like, but I, I know that I'm like, I don't always wear the same size in all my, in all my shoes or boots. So like there was one uh, that helped me out. And I kind of, kind of along the same lines with some of my gear, like depending on the different brands, I mentioned how like I look at, I look outside of hunting brands sometimes as well they're all over the place. Like I'll wear, I can wear a small up to a large, depending on what brands we're talking. And so it's all, it's been real life. It has helped me in more than one occasion where I need to know a little bit more about an item 
um, than I otherwise would know. But I thankfully had that right there in my in my pocket uh, just going into that. Can you share your wish list? Not at the moment. That's a feature so you guys definitely um, should add. That's there. Um, so, you know, like the, the, like, so, you know, we'll say, yeah. okay, you can take a screenshot, you know, and text it over. Like that's the, that's the, the, the bandage option until we can get that, uh, but I think that's built in. And then the other question is, do you want your wife seeing how much each item is on your wish list? It's true. Like one hand is like, it'd be nice to share it with my parents or my wife. Like if there's something I want for father's day or Christmas, and then when you do share that, she, she's looking at the total number of items at, and the total cost. And she sees that it's like $300 per item. She's <laughs> like, what the hell is this? But I, I learned from some mistakes of uh, people before me. So my wife is very, I've, she knows how much it costs. And I just, I got to make sure I, I make enough to, to match it. If she wants, she gets whatever she wants. And then she doesn't give me any shit about <laughs> Yeah, I just one to one. All right, you want a a whole new, stupid, expensive cast iron enamel coated pot set? All right, I'm getting a new rifle. (laughs) I love this. I love the dynamic of this. No, I I think that 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 would be really cool. And because I was thinking, you know, I've got my. I'm crazy hard to shop for because I'm that guy that if I wanted to just buy it, and then people are like, "What?" I'm like, "I don't, I don't, I don't need anything, right? I'll just go get it." And if I'm already building my list, even like consumables, like. That would be cool. It's like, hey, yeah, give me a twelve pack of peak refuel for before next season, so I don't have to think about it. That'd be that'd be a kind of a cool little feature. But mm-hmm. screenshots work too. Um, there's always a low tech solution to a high tech mm-hmm. problem. <laughs> but once we have that developed, you definitely want the high tech version. Yeah, you don't want to settle yeah. for low tech. But until then, yeah, I'm, I'm just envisioning it. It's like linked to Amazon already, so send it to them. They can just hit buy with one click, you know, path least resistance would be perfect. But no, I, mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's a really cool product and you guys are really onto something and, and for only having it live for a year and a half, I think it's a really well refined and, and thought out. And I'm excited to see where it just grows into, you know, over the course of the, the next year, two years, three years, even. And, and uh, I'm excited to really put it to use. I'm going to, I'm going to get everything built and I need to sit down and do this. I've been putting off the the gear inventory because I don't want to tear everything out and have to stop with the, a baby coming, but I might just go ahead and pull the trigger and start inventorying everything and get rid of some shit. That'd probably be beneficial, be a good way to go through it. One big, one big, um, bit of advice. I would do that on, I would tend to do that on a, yeah, it's, okay. on a desktop. Just a, mm. yep. or not a desktop yep. or a laptop, bigger screen. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Hey, I've got a question for you. Like, so you just released your mobile app and I'm always just curious anytime I get to have a conversation with somebody who's developed some, some bit of tech in one way or the other, like what was your overall experience getting to that launch and what was, you know, one or two things that you didn't foresee that you learned, you know, I don't want to say caught you by surprise. That kind of sounds like negative, but you know, just, just something that you took away from it that, you know, you would have not otherwise before going down that path. And that will help you the, the next so go around. Our experience was a little bit different because we don't, we went with a white label service. So the app's already been built. So we didn't have to like develop at all. We work with the developers and then we just brand it and then, you know, put our spin on what we need from it. So it was a little 
bit less intensive than it would be if we had built it from the ground up, which we had looked at and it was just super cost prohibitive for where we're at size wise. Um, but for the listeners that, that aren't familiar, so you guys at this point probably know what the team is and know what that involves. What we've done is we, I wanted to get us off of Facebook uh, because big tech doesn't really love our lifestyle. And, you know, when somebody posts the wrong meme or something in a group, it can you can just get your group killed, uh, especially when it comes to firearms and dead animals. And it's just, I've dealt with the problems in the past. So we wanted to split off. And so now we have our own platform looks a little bit like Facebook, but it's really built for the hunt with the team. It's a community where only 10 members can be in there and communicate. And then we just dropped the app. So it was web browser for two months and the app just dropped. And Honestly, the, the experience was pretty seamless. Uh, I, what I was really surprised about was how much better, I think the app is just a better interface in general. Um, and going through, one is like, I think messaging and uh, the biggest issue we've had is like, communicating with our end user base. And so our customers, which is the team is getting them to actually like understand, pay attention and learn the aspects of the platform itself. And so like that piece, the education piece has been more difficult than I anticipated. Um, I think I took for granted one, I think it's kind of intuitive, but I, so when I look at it, I realize that it's probably not as intuitive as I thought it was. And so making sure that we build in like some kind of framework of like, Hey, here's a video tutorial of how to actually use the, the app step-by-step. Step. It's like, you know, people are busy. They got a lot, you know, they might look at it for 10 seconds. I can't assume that everybody's going to be as attentive as looking at this thing as I am. Cause it's got, you know, it's our app. And so I'm a lot, and that's been like probably the biggest thing that I've learned. And so that's what we're looking at now is we're filming, uh, Carter and I are getting ready to come together and film a bunch of different like how to videos for how to access different aspects and like leveraging it, like, you know, like a table of contents for where everything is. And then that way, cause like we have like, you know, discounts with our brand partners, like you guys. And like, so people on the, on the team can actually access it and know where it is, uh, in such a way that's just a little bit more by the numbers. Uh, because yeah, that, that was probably my number one lesson. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's I, I, I kind of laughed to myself when you said that because I was thinking back to if you go, to, we have a YouTube channel and then we actually go through the app like really in depth on using it with use cases and our own experience, and then we have what are called quick hitters where it's just like as fast as we could get through that section as possible, giving you know required information and nothing more. Um, and I think that's it's. it's really useful, but what a, what a comedy of errors it was <laughs> before we got um, some videos that we felt like we could actually put out on out to the world. Uh, and looking back on it, it was actually, now I'm happy that, that we did have that process because it was fun and it was funny and we'll have stories to tell and we can kind of laugh at ourselves initially. But, um, it was, <laughs> it was, uh, that first couple of videos took a lot of takes, <laughs> a lot of takes. One of the big things I've learned is just, just set it and forget it. Like I, I used to watch back every video mm -hmm. I did and now I stumble over my work, like whatever. Like if you guys are expecting some high production value, go somewhere else. You're not going to get it from us. Like we'll put the information out there and we'll do our best and try to make it look clean. And, you know, we've upgraded our equipment and stuff, but. I, you know, it just, it kind of is what it is, uh, what you, what you see is what you get mm -hmm. with us. And, um, but yeah, the improvement and the way I look at it is we'll get the, we'll get it filmed to the best of our ability and then we'll go back and continue continuously tweak and upgrade and make it better and better. Cause if not, I'm, I'm such a, I'm a 
bit of a perfectionist with stuff. And so like, if I start analyzing it, we'll never get it posted. <laughs> It'll sit there forever. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's one of those, it, it sounds very one simple and it also sounds easy, but when you're like, when you're in it. And so, you know, this goes out to anybody who's thinking about producing, creating anything like it's hard to release something into the wild that you think could do, could be better. It really, it really is. I'll say it, you know, and I'll, you know, maybe I'll speak for myself. And, and if D'Angelo has a different view on it, you know, he could, he could share that though. I think he feels similarly, um, whether it's an app, whether it's a feature, whether it's uh, support documents, whether it's something on the website, like it's challenging when you think it could be better to release out into public, but it really is so critical to just get, I mean, make sure it works, you know, make sure it's not like a bad product or, or piece of code or whatever it is, but like, you got to get that stuff out there, man. You would be, we, we still wouldn't have released Hunt Wallet, you know, if we had tried to make everything absolutely perfect. Yeah. I, I love that you said that. Cause you know, and I think that it comes with practice too. The more you do it, the better. But like, you know, when we look, when I look at like when I had the idea to do something with Hunt with Feet versus when I actually dropped the website, you know, it was almost a year. And then versus when I we went from like actually running Hunt with Feet to like deciding to do a podcast. We had a podcast episode up in three weeks and we were nervous. And we, you know, I think we did, we did the first episode three times and we were half drunk cause we were so nervous and you know, it's just part of part of it, but you've got to, you do don't, you know, great is great is great, but like sometimes good is good enough. And, uh, and you just got to get it out there and then learn. And cause like what you think is not perfect. There's a high chance that nobody gives a shit about that. And like what, what needs to be get fixed is something you haven't even thought about yet. And I, I used to be so bad. For I still sure. am, you know, like, especially at like events, Garrett always gives me shit because I'll go through and I'll rearrange and make sure everything's set the way that I want it and everything's got to be tight and look good. And I, I think attention to detail can be good, but it can also just keep you from doing whatever needs to get done. It can, it can stall your momentum and crush it. And mm-hmm. you're never going to get to perfect. That 75, 80% solutions probably right around the right, the right, you know, point because then that last 20 percent is going to go in a different direction than you anticipated anyways so just taking action and, and moving through and whether that's taking you know the because i know guys that'll do it for their western hunt right they want everything to be like they're coming from the east and like everything's got to be perfect they got to have the right gear they got to have and sometimes it's like just get good enough gear and get the fuck out there and learn what you need and like you probably didn't need to save up for that five thousand dollars worth of gear anyways a lot of that gucci stuff isn't even necessary and you don't know what you need until you get out there and, and mm-hmm. test it and there's a lot of alternatives, uh, whether that's business or hunting or anything, the gym, you know, you don't, you can do a lot of shit with a rock, you know, like you don't have to have the best of anything, but no, that's a great point. I think, uh, that's probably, you know, the kind of the perfect time to, to wrap this one up. So you guys got any, any closing thoughts? Um, just, if you if you're in any way interested or intrigued by what you've heard today or you know what Luke has shared, what we've shared, go to huntwallet.com. And if you want more info, more detailed info on the app, the features, everything you can get it there. If you want to just go right to an app store, download it. Everybody gets a free 30-day free trial. And when we mean free, like you don't enter your payment information until the end of the trial. Like it's you can use it for free, 100% feature set, get into it. 
bang on the tires. And after 30 days, if you find it useful, if you liked it, then you can roll into a subscription. It's $30 for an annual. It's $3 for if you go monthly, which basically means it's two months free if you go with a full year. Um, that would be you know, my shameless plug and set of critical information on the app. I don't know if the angels got more to add to that. Yeah. Um, you know, super, we're super excited to be uh, partnered up with, uh, you guys, um, great group of, of men and women, um, you know, pushing the cause of, you know, conservation and hunting and just being great people. Um, we are a, you know, you're looking at the, the tech support, the marketing crew, um, everybody. So if you do reach out to us with feedback, we talked about that a little bit ago. Um, it's not going to go to India. It's not going to go um, somewhere out of the country. It's going to go to um, either Matt, Steve, or myself here in Colorado. And we will be the ones that are um, are responding to that. And so you can reach us at hello at huntwallet.com or our Instagram handle is at Hunt Wallet. Perfect. Yeah. And what I would just tell everybody is that with that free month, there's no reason not to go download it. Go download the app like right now while you're thinking about it, add it to uh, from the store and then just play around on it. Like, I'll be honest, when I first saw like the price, I thought it was 30 bucks a month and I was willing to pay that. So like I was I was so excited. About, I was like, this is total. This is going to save me hours a month. It's totally worth $30. And so the fact that it's 30 bucks for the year um, is is awesome. And it's a no brainer, honestly. But I mean, g- grab it for that that free month. Play with it. You know, do it. It's it's scout, scouting trip time right now, so plan that scout, run through it, practice with it, play with it, see if it's something you guys like, and then look at you know bring it on to, to really leverage to to maximize you know your hunt planning ability because that, it really is a is a great tool, and I've been really excited to to build it out, and you're gonna see the hunt lifty folks for every hunt and event running running hunt wallet, and I'll just I'll we'll bring you guys back on maybe mid season gets we'll do some mid season feedbacks and reviews on what we've been playing with and and kind of. That'd be a great uh, follow-up to this. Well, awesome, boys. Well, I appreciate you guys coming awesome. on. I'm stoked for the relationship. I appreciate the kind words earlier, uh, D'Angelo. We, we feel the same about you. When I met you guys at Western uh, Hunt Fest, I was like, man, this is like, you know, my litmus test is like, when am I going to hang out in camp and, and ha- have a couple beers and, and, and spend a, a week in camp with you guys? And, and you guys definitely fit that bill. So I appreciate it, and I'm, I'm stoked going forward. To uh, to all of our listen, yep, to all of our listeners, I uh, appreciate the hell out of you guys as always. We'll talk to you next week.